What's happening, my friends? Today, I'm joined by Adam James. Adam, say hello to our folks. Hello. Awesome. You don't know Adam from Adam, but I'm here to tell you today, you're going to grow some. You're going to learn some stuff that's going to make you less frustrated when you're integrating with teams, when you're going about your business, when you're dealing with friend groups, when you're dealing with church. Adam is probably the best guy I know to help develop teams. I'll say uh, as a student of leadership, as a student of looking at teams, I've seen Adam grow some of the healthiest teams I have ever seen before. And that's saying something uh, of I, I come from a line of work where if you didn't have a good team, you would die. It was a big deal to be able to develop a good team and to really know yourself, strengths and weaknesses. And Adam has all kinds of ways where he can consult with businesses, with churches, uh, with anyone who who has hired you for that uh, purpose to be able to really take teams to the next level and really to be able to allow an individual to get to know in a moment their strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Help them find their preferred contribution and get them in the right spot, doing the right kinds of things that give them fulfillment and satisfaction. I've personally gleaned a lot. You're going to grow today as well. And it all starts right now. Here we go. shameless plug if you have a firearm well good job i mean you should have good yay for that but you probably want to trick that girl out all kinds of accessories are in the warrior poet store you're going to support someone you need this stuff anyway whether it's optics or flashlights it's vertical foregrips backup iron sights qd swivels slings all the stuff for guns, pistols, or rifles in the Warrior Poet store. It's curated, so it's all the stuff that I really like, and I think it's the best bang for your buck. Check out warriorpoetsociety.com and send that support our way. Helps build the movement and gives you what you want. Check it out. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, Adam, right when you meet people, this was awesome because one of my first exposures to you, mm -hmm. you had me lead in to find out what my core value index was, my CVI. Yes. And I've done a bunch of personality tests of Myers-Briggs and uh, now I'm blanking, but I've Disc, done a Enneagram, Strength Finders. Yeah. Yeah. A few of those. So I, I know my Enneagram. Yeah. I know my yeah. disc. I know my Myers-Briggs. Yeah. And then there's CVI and I kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, another one. Here we I'm, go. Bro, I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine. Uh, and this was pleasantly surprising. Uh, so uh, what are the different types that are the CVI, which you see, yep. you've made a big study of this. You've seen the other ones and you swear by CVI. You swear yes. like, this is the most memorable, most accurate, most helpful one that I found. Why is it essential that everybody know their CVI? Well, for beginners, uh, I do. I love things that matter and teams that win. So I yep. love being a part of teams. I love working with teams. And uh, what you discover on teams all team problems, business problems, organization problems are people problems. Mm. What you don't know about yourself uh, controls you. Got it. Because if you continue to run into the same issues on the team, communication problems, conflict issues, whatnot, it might be because you have blind spots. You're okay. continuing to do things that aren't as helpful in that situation because you don't know things about yourself you should know. Got it. And so it, it's... It's not a problem out there in the ether. It's a personal problem. So when personal. our team is having a problem, yeah. it's it it's likely Ben's fault. Ben, <laughs> Ben, I'd... hey, hey, you guys, it's not my fault. This is John's fault. That did not go the way I hoped it would go. I was hoping you would take a little responsibility around here. I did. I passed it where it needed to be. 
this went poorly for me. Back on track. The ben, third... pl- try not to interrupt, brother. The dude's spinning pure fire wisdom here. My face is red. The third piece of that is what you don't know about your teammates limits your success. Because mm. if you're trying to do something that somebody else on your team is just gifted and wired to do, right? Right. You're limiting your success as a team. Okay. So understanding the strengths and weaknesses and what each person is uniquely suited for makes a massive difference in the personal fulfillment. Okay. And if, for people that are satisfied in their work and fulfilled and go, I can't believe I get to bring this contribution right. to the team, the team's going to get better and stronger as well. Okay. We see the reason. What yep. are the categories and how do so we the, know where we land? The four primary contributors, social contributors, and even business practitioner types are builders, merchants, innovators, and bankers. Got it. Builders are all about action and results. Merchants are all about vision and relationships. Uh, innovators are all about solving problems, They're about solutions, mm-hmm. systems, processes, innovating, better ways to do things. And bankers are all about information, preservation, efficiency. So in ancient cultures, as people transitioned from hunting and gathering to agrarian and trade-based economic societies, these four business types and social contribution types emerged. So the mm-hmm. builders would kill the elephant, bring it home to their tribe. Yeah. The merchant would tell the story of the hunt and would have a vision for future hunts, places to go we should, we should explore over here. Innovators would be working on improving weapons and tools. And bankers would be ensuring that nothing of the latest hunt was wasted. They're banking the fire for next day's use in case mm. there aren't elephants taken down. They're going to preserve the, their tribe, their, their society for as long as possible. That's a quick high flyover of kind of the strengths of yeah. each of those and their contribution to the health and success of a team, organization, community. Well, how do I know what I am? What, what am I? So you are a high builder because you're actually. Oh, I'm going to kill an oriented. elephant. Now, there's a, the, to, the core value associated with each of those builder, merchant, innovator, banker. And I usually talk about them in that order. The core value of a builder is power meaning a personal strength invested to make a positive difference. Of course, we talk all about, about these initially in the positive sense of what yeah. that positive contribution is. There's also dark sides to each of these. As right, so do. somebody yep. who valued power, uh, would uh, the right thing is I'm using power in influence. Churchill had influence. Hitler yes. had manipulation. It was a bad influence. Both were leaders, right. but they used their power differently. Yes. Um, and so... And okay. so builders build things. They use their personal strength. As long as they know what to do now, and they have confidence that they can figure out what to do next. Yeah. It's going to be one, two, three. Yep. Let's Broke. get moving. Let's do it. Let's, Let's go. dance. Yep. Yeah. So they're excellent decision makers. So yeah. they usually end up leading things and building things because they're great uh, decision makers. They're action-oriented. They're results-driven yeah. about results. And they use their personal strength. As long as they feel like their strength can make a difference in the situation— Man, they are motivated and energized to continue to to lead, to contribute. But if you get too much talk going on, our heads are in the clouds, we're just doing all vision or all other things, you're like, enough talk, let's let's get moving the ball down the field, it's time to act. Yeah. Builders. Okay, fantastic. Power. Yeah, so merchants then is love, not in the sense of like lovey-dovey Hallmark movies, but love in the sense of like nurturing the strengths and abilities of others, they're team builders. Okay. So they have vision and relationships. So builders are all about execution and results. Merchants are all about inspiration and relationships. They value that connection with others. So if you go, if you're doing a, a moving party, everyone's moved, you know, builders are like, load the truck, 
grab the biggest item first. Let's get it out the door. We know what to do. Start doing it. Yeah. But merchants are going to be like, hey, got some pizza here and some drinks. We're going to get everything moved, but let's connect. We're going to have a good time in the process because yeah. they value that connection relationally. Okay. Innovators, wisdom. They're wisdom people. So they're more cognitive in their approach. They see things the way they are and think, what can I improve? How can we make yeah. it better? Like we're middle-aged men. We shouldn't be moving anyone. Let's hire yeah. a moving company, eat okay. pizza and do no work. So the innovators want to make sure like, hey, you got the you got the hand truck. Yeah. Like what's the flow? We're going to go in here. How are we going to get that washer and dryer out of that room? Like what's the most efficient way to do this? A process and a system to put in place because I'm going to innovate. I want to solve problems and let's do this in an efficient way. So I'll go along for a while. Hey, we could make this better. We could do this better. They right? see the in better it. way. They um, see the better way. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then bankers, all that information. Moving parties with bankers are actually fun because when you show up, all the boxes are labeled A, B, by the bedroom. They're all organized. They're going to have the safety meeting first. They're going to have a hundred point checklist ready to go. It's going to be yeah. very organized, very well laid out. Yeah. Right. They're going to mitigate the risk of injury and you're going to know exactly what you need to load on the truck first, what's going to get loaded on the truck last because it's got to come off first. Yeah. It's going to be very analytical okay. and organized. So yep. I don't feel like I fit cleanly into one category. As you're describing right. that, I'm like, all right, I got a little of that one. Yep. I don't think I got much of that. Uh, I got a lot of this other. And so how, how does this how does this parcel out? Are you all one? Or you, nope. We're, how all, this we're all a mix of all four. You have a primary and a secondary, even a tertiary. But typically, there's a range when you, you do the test, you get the score, and it kind of gives you your your range of strength of each one and kind of what your unique mix is. So. What happens if I am primarily a merchant, but mm-hmm. I'm operating in the role of a banker, and I'm not a banker? I'm like, but that's kind of my job. That That's the area I'm in. What happens there? What- you will be exhausted. Okay. You'll be unfulfilled. Got it. Yeah. You, so, so we all have a preferred contribution. And it's hardwiring, right? This is, this is in us. And it's the way that we prefer to contribute and how we derive fulfillment and satisfaction from our work. This is work we are well-suited to do. And it takes energy from us to operate outside of those primary areas of Got strength. It. So let's say I quit that job. Now yeah. I'm not doing banker stuff. I'm a merchant. Yeah. And now I'm doing high merchant stuff. And I'm working yeah. more hours and it's a really hard job. How am I doing now? You're loving it. I'm doing great. You're I'll, doing I'll great. carry more. Absolutely. Okay. I can't believe I get to do this. So yeah, it's, it's really satisfying. So it's critical in your opinion yes. that merchants need to be doing merchant roles, whether that's yes. in their uh, spare time, their you know friend groups, their work. But you're not going to be right until you're doing a role that kind of suits. You, how, how would you say it's like your value, your inner making, or it's, whatnot? And, yeah, it's you're well suited for. It's like putting on a, a jacket when it just fits right. You're like, ah, yeah, this. You feel good about it, and you you, you look better doing it than yeah. if you're trying to do something you're not as suited for. Right, right. It comes naturally for you, right? It's your Got preference. It. It's kind of the sweet spot, right? So helping get the right people in the right spot, doing the right kinds of work on that team with that organization is going to help. Everybody win. Got it. What has Ben over here? He's definitely a high merchant. High merchant. Yeah. Oh, you picked up on that, that within the first 10 minutes of us meeting, did yeah, you? Yeah, that high people energy immediately. He's like, hey, <laughs> connects with me. My daughter's here with me. And he's just like asking questions, engaging. Immediately, you can see the value that he has for connection. Yeah, he does. With people. He asks awesome <laughs> questions. He wants to go down deep. He looks at you, actually yep. cares. First and, uh, time I'd met him, he, he, he gives me a hug. Yeah. I did come in for the hug. He came in for the hug. 
And again, there's a sense, merchants bring a sense of presence yeah. per, that draws people to them because they value that relational connection. Yeah. So on the flip side, they don't do as well with rejection, right? Relationally. Mm. Yeah. For builders, they don't do as well with restriction, mm. right? Because you want to use your power, strength, energy to blow through any wall that gets in your way. Yeah, I'm on my seventh trip loading up the truck and Ben is still talking. Yes. Ben, what the crap, man? We're here to do a job. Results, results, results. This middle-aged back (laughs) needs some reinforcement. Quit the chatty Kathy stuff. I don't care how lovey you feel. We got a truck to load, bro. Brother, you're the stronger of this partnership and I'm encouraging you to get it done. Get it done. Give me your power. (laughs) You're doing great, John. You're doing great. Someone has to be the most inspirational player. Yeah. And then someone's the MVP. Got it. That actually scores more touchdowns. Got it. So I'm imagining of like, all right, you got these different merchant, you got your builders, you got your bankers, you got your innovators. Yes. Uh, The healthy organizations are ones that aren't all builders or aren't all merchants. That's going to be a disaster. You're going to be really good at something and you're going to be terrible at at three quarters of the rest of the stuff, you know? And so you you want balance. Weird teams are going to make good teams. How difficult is it to put these very different types together? What happens if a merchant is married to a banker? Well, that's like, the situation I'm in, which so, can be wonderful because sometimes opposites attract. Yeah. But the very things that drew you to that person, because it's a foreign kind of energy, it's mm-hmm. not what you possess naturally. And so you're yeah. drawn to that and the other, but that can also be something you have to learn to work through when it comes to valuing how the other person sees a situation yeah. and engages. And so you do have to learn how to communicate and yeah. so when a banker, for example, your illustration, here's the I, the visions of the merchant. They're like, do you know how much that costs? Or they might immediately go to the practical limitations yeah. of that vision not being yeah. a reality. Yeah, I feel like, of like right? all right, I got this mission. Yeah, I, I want to hear good, positive plan. And the bankers are all over there chipping away like Debbie Downers. Yeah. Like, dude, you're eoring my vision here. Let's get, let's get going a little bit well, before you yeah. torpedo everything. Yeah, because the the bankers prepared, like, why are we doing this again in the first place? Because they're literally mitigating risk. That's right. Like bankers do, yeah. No, that's great. And they're going to keep you from from building over a cliff. Where the the merchant's (laughs) going to have an idea, vision to pursue. Let's, let's, you know, throw my hat over the fence so I have to go over there to get it to see what's over there. Yeah. Right? The builder's high risk taker. They're going to be the first one, like, let's go. Action. Yep. Decide and, and do. Right? right, the innovator will will go and then think, hey, there's there was a gate right here. Yeah. We not notice there's a better way to do this. You yeah, know, we could do it this way or that way. Uh, next time, I've got some improvements that we could make to how we yeah. just did that. Bring some wisdom to the table. Yeah, okay, right. And the banker's gonna be like, and why are we doing this again in the first place? And what if there's a rabid dog over there? Have you thought about that? Are you prepared? I mean, uh, you know, so they're gonna be thinking. Yeah, I will more. ATF that rabid dog. That's a <laughs> pop. Um. <laughs> Rabbit dogs only. Uh, who? What's yeah. an example of like a, a a illustrious banker? Who would be a good example of that? To... Yeah, Spock. Spock from Star Trek. Yes. Spock. That's yes. what you've got. <laughs> Tell me why That's... Spock is the consummate banker. Analytical, rational. Yeah, it just makes sense. Got it. Logical. Okay. In a, a banker's world, if you just followed the the script, if you just followed the steps. Everything works right in a banker's world. 
they have the right way to do things. Script mm. it out. Got it. Organize, it's orderly, it makes sense. Got it. There's a lot of actual people, uh, law enforcement officers and, and people who they protect the most precious resources, including life. So yeah. safety is a feature, right, of bankers. And so you actually have a lot of law enforcement folks who have hot really because they protect yeah. human life. And they can go by Preserve. the law traditionally. There you go, because they're justice-oriented. Yeah. Not right federal law. agents who... Yes, well... Sorry, that's a diatribe. I'm yeah. not sorry, but that's a diatribe. We'll cover that in maybe mm, all other videos. <laughs> I'm getting so upset all the time at the downfall of our republic. All right, Spock and um, I'm so sorry. I don't. Or, I mean, J.P. Morgan. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, you think who are like now? He probably was high builder as well. Yeah, powerhouse. You know, builder, decision maker, yeah. leader. But in the banking world, high bank. I mean, details. Yeah. yeah. So like spreadsheets. Holmes. He would be high innovator as, you know, oh. seeing things the way they are, very perceptive, right? Seeing things the way they are, knowing what to do about it. So the observation powers of the innovator are highest because they're wisdom people, mm. right? And so they can see patterns or processes, systems, and so highly observant, more cognitive. Got so it. Builders and merchants are more intuitive, they Got function it. from the gut. Whereas I'm sorry, builders and merchants, builders are, and gut merchants people? are gut people. Okay. And innovators and bankers are head people, cognitive types. Okay. And and so, you know, so in other words, a builder, like again, you got a lot of entrepreneurs, people literally got a truck and a trailer. I like to, I know how I like to put my cabinets in or my floors in. I don't want to have to manage people. I can just as long as I'm moving the ball down the field, I'm loving it, having a great day, putting my stuff in, mate took actions conquered it, loved it, had a great day, mm -hmm. and intuitive. As long as they have a gut sense of what to do next, yeah. they're rolling. Mm -hmm. So they have a gut sense of knowing what to do and what to do next. Keep the ball moving. Got Merchants it. have a gut sense of people, yeah. reading people, mm -hmm. intuitive sense. Right. right. So I like to say they have a high BS meter. Mm. They're authenticity people. Yeah. Right. They can also be high BSers, but because they can become <laughs> deceivers, but they yeah. value truth because it's all about the authentic exchange of people and ideas, vision. And so that's the gut level feel of builders and merchants. The cognitive innovators and bankers, they're more cerebral. Okay, so when a merchant is doing well, the love yeah. is in the room, everyone's getting yes. on well. They're the grease that's going to keep retention, yeah. everyone there, strong, growing. And when a merchant goes bad, they're manipulating. Yes. What about when a one of the other ones go bad? Yeah, so builders will be accused of bullying, steamrolling, mm -hmm. right? They're 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 gonna run you over, mm -hmm. right? Using their power, strength becomes in a, in a negative sense to get power back in the situation. They're gonna they're they're uh, overt mm -hmm. intimidation, overt. Yep, okay. intimidation. Merchants are gonna try to win you over. Okay. So exaggeration, manipulation, yeah. you try to get the love back in the room, mm. whereas builders trying to get the power back. Whereas uh, your innovators, to get the wisdom back, they use questions. Mm. So when builders and builders and merchants, all that intuitive energy, they got an idea, a vision, they're getting excited about taking action. The hand goes up in the room and the innovator will say, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? Have you thought about that? Until they land on a question where it's like, oh, no, we, ha we haven't thought about that. Well, oh, allow me to bring the wisdom back in the room. Because mm. I've thought about it more. I've yeah. observed and I have a hundred ideas. I may bring you three, but I'm innovating all the time. Yeah. So I'm literally a creative thinker. Got it. Okay. Okay. And then uh, bankers, 
they, they, uh, knowledge, right. Is what their primary core value is. And so their, uh, information preservation, they're reading, analyzing, they're prepared, uh, to, to give you information. But if you don't stop and ask, right, they can, they can sort of let you fail. Mm. Right. And so they'll withhold, they'll shut down, no more decisions, no more actions. They will outlast you. Mm. Right. So whereas innovators can slow you down, innovators have a tendency to bring complexity. Mm-hmm. Analysis paralysis stuff. So if, if the innovators are always in charge, beautiful think tank that never results in anything. Yeah. They have trouble with completion sometimes because uh. they can be perfectionists because it can be better, make it better, make it better. Yeah. It's like an artist song, never done. The painting's never done. It could be right. Cause they're yeah. creative types, merchants and innovators are creative types, builders and Bankers are practical types, mm-hmm. right? And got so it. you've got your intuitive, your cognitive, your creative, your practical, and then you've got your... Who, who's like a famous merchant? Uh, Walt Disney. Oh, okay. Vision. Oh. He literally yeah. set out to create the happiest place on earth. So, you That's know, you know, Disneyland wasn't his... And we're talking before they went all pedantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man you know? Walt Disney. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So a great visionary and valued building places that where people could connect and thrive and families could make memories mm-hmm. and right. So, uh, his, his greater vision project was the, the Florida project. And so the, the, uh, Disney world, right. And Epcot, you know mm-hmm. what Epcot stands for? Oh, no, I've heard it before, but yeah, I've heard it before. Do you want me to? Yeah. It, it hit it up. Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. Yep, that's it. He literally set out to build the prototypical community, the future where people could connect. And so he had a lot of other, there's multiple things going into that, but visionary. Sorry, I failed you, Sensei. I forgot the Epcot thing because I've gotten this before. I did the CVI thing uh, and I had to go through it to really believe because it just looked like the other kind of thing, but sure. more than the Enneagrams or the other stuff of like, this has helped even my marriage. Then my mm-hmm. wife and I kind of mm-hmm. sees the strengths and weaknesses of our competing uh, core value stuff. And it's really helpful. And instead of looking adversarial, we look at each other more than ever. It's not like we were adversarial before. And all of a sudden my marriage was fixed, but no, 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 no. we're doing well already. Yeah. But then this, it just kind of uh, a little bit more felt like, and we're a team. And we're a good team. Yes. And we really fit together in that team. And so more than ever, I appreciate it. Like, ah, she balances me out. Because I quantitatively see my weakness in mm-hmm. this. I know where I'm weak. I know where I'm way too strong. And I know the in-between. But where yeah. I'm weak, she does balance us out. And so right. it's easier for me to have that picture in my head and be like, come on, baby. What do yeah. you think? Yep. I'm going to go with that. I believe you. I recognize. And so yep. that's been helpful. And I've been looking at it on our team as well. I'm like, yeah. I want the weird teams because that'll be the good teams. And yeah. that'll be, that's uh, pretty exciting. The number one key to healthy and effective relationships when it relates, as it relates to CVI, is to honor the core value of others. Mm. Right. And so when you understand where someone else is coming from, you can, you can better learn to communicate and how you would approach the situation as well. Right. That's sort of yeah. the benefit of learning that, even in a relationship like marriage or on a team. Got it. Right. Yep. All right, so let's say you've come into our business and we've all done our CVIs, mm-hmm. we've done some high fives, we've had some laughs, we've learned some stuff about ourselves, some yeah. of it was pretty, some of it was really bad. Um, where are you going with us as well, uh, you know, as, as, as a team of like, uh, how, how do we get yep. on mission and move somewhere together? 
Yeah, I mean, just going to help you maximize your your contribution, mm -hmm. right? Uh, help you elevate people as needed, get them yeah. in you know, the right spot, doing the right kinds of things. It's really helpful on the front end, too, if you're looking for new hires, adding to the team to do pre-screening with this yeah. kind of a tool. Very, very helpful. But it also helps you then to understand how to mitigate potential friction yeah. along the way. Yeah. Right? So how to work well together in terms of so, conflict resolution, communication, and who to pull in on certain projects. Yeah. What do we need here? Do we need a strong decision maker, like move it forward, deadline, Good move point. it, go? Yeah. Do we need someone like vision and and connection, sales, you know? So obviously merchant, sales, right? Yeah. Do we need problem solving, better systems and processes. So tap into that wisdom of the innovator or those uh, kinds of things, right? Knowing yeah. where to put people. Yeah. A pretty big departure question, but I'm personally interested in this. Mm -hmm. Um uh, you, you make a study of people, uh, of reading folks, uh, building teams. Uh, it's really bad when you get uh, dead weight or somebody that's a fox in the hen house on your team, mm -hmm. uh, in your community, in your church, maybe you got um, in their family, in your, in your family, somebody's always got drama and they're sucking mm -hmm. the air out of the room and they always have some controversy in there or whatever. And it takes you years to realize that, man, I've got a lot of angst. I've got a lot of problems. I've got a lot of frictions when, mm -hmm. you know, you can waste so many years of like in business, you got somebody and yep. they're not working out well for you. And what are some red flags for you yeah. uh, so that you can immediately be like, whoa, this looks bad. And so now yep. I can pick up on that and I know, nope, don't let them in my friend circle. Yeah, I'm not going to let that person get close to me. Yeah. Uh, of like, all right, they're part of my family. You can't kick them to the curb, uh, but you can set up some healthy boundaries so that this person isn't ruining Christmas. Uh, you know, right. you, yep. you know, if, sure. Uh, ha, uh, or in business yeah. context as well, yeah. do not hire that person or fire yeah. them immediately or shift them into a role of what are red flags for you? So beware the meeting after the meeting, hmm. right? Because again, there are overt types, the builders and merchants tend to be like their cards are on the table. You can see it, you can feel it, yeah. you can hear it from them, right? Innovators and bankers tend to be covert. Mm. And so the, again, it's just all about self-awareness, understanding your yep. tendencies, your default, your weaknesses. And so then you, you can watch for that. So builders and merchants who tend to oftentimes be in leadership roles need to be careful to draw out the honest thoughts and contribution ideas of the other team members. Mm -hmm. And innovators and bankers need to step out onto the dance floor. They need to not function covertly when it comes to uh, potential conflict, right? So yeah. self-control for builders and merchants, right? Yeah. To, to not run people over or not, uh, you know, manipulate, exaggerate. Each of these has that conflict strategy, yeah. which is essentially when you're backed into a corner, what comes out? Mm -hmm. how, how, do you, how do you do conflict? So beware the meeting after the meeting. So what does that look like? Of they're, they're over there gossiping. They're yeah, that's just say, saying stuff that's negative and complaining and undermining and there you go. insulting and yep. whether they church up the language or not, that's what's happening. Yeah, they're so, not respecting the other team members, right? Yeah. And or vision or are they really in alignment? Are we in agreement? You know, you need unity and yeah shared purpose to keep moving forward, be in alignment. Yeah, that, And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of teams that function with, there's conversations that happen after the meeting and whisper campaign, and that, that's, a, that's a death nail. So for the builders and merchants, they can explode things 
externally, mm. overtly, and that yeah. can be damaging. That's the bull in the china shop. But you're you know? saying of like when you're looking out for these red flags. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. The builders and the merchants, they'll show you their flags. Yes. The bankers and the innovators, yes. you may not see them coming. Yeah. So I'll need more discernment yep. to pick up on their toxicity. Yep. Neither. Yes. I would agree with that. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Because I'm trying to summarize so I can sure. understand. All right. Yep. So um, what I'm hearing is, is my type is good. <laughs> Others are bad. No. That's what I'm picking up. Yeah, ben, no. is that what you're hearing? I, well, I, all that's are exactly essential. what I'm hearing. But well, the question I was wondering is, 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 is the way that the innovator uh, then acts in the meeting, is it different or not different at all between them being healthy or unhealthy? Because they're probably processing. So is it, are you asking too much of them to expect them to, on the, on the fly before they've processed data, give forth their opinion when they haven't even thought about it? Yeah. So, so you know, like, I, so how do you give space for them to healthily come to the floor with what it is when so, they process things differently? Good question. Yep. Great question. Yeah. And I mean, they'll need some time to process. They process differently. So you got to be able to, to give them some time to think, I'll get back to you on that. I'll bring a proposal. I'll bring some thoughts or ideas. You got to have room at the table for them to, to give their ideas, to work on their solutions. They love yeah. to have a problem mm-hmm. to solve. And so, yeah. but they also need a deadline. That's good. So that's where a builder is going to come in and set the deadline. The, the merchant's going to have a vision. Hey, here's a new product. Here's a new, we're going to do this. Yeah. And the innovator's going to, awesome, I've got ideas. They're going to jump in in that creative space and design it and think about it. A lot of software engineers, innovators, right? They're, they're cranking things out. And of course, bankers are making sure we got money in the bank and legal. Everything's tight legal. Everything's tight financial. And uh, that innovator's just going to need help to have a deadline. Yeah. Right? Or, yeah. or if you can give, give them, Hey, here's what we're thinking in advance. Give them some time to think about it. Cause yeah. they'll, br- you need the wisdom. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in, in essence, you, you need the strength and decision-making of the builders. You need the energy and vision of merchants. You need the wisdom of innovators. They're great problem solvers, systems, yeah. processes. And especially as businesses, teams, or corporations grow, the innovator and banker roles become more necessary and valuable. So a lot of times early on in an organization, in the fast-paced days of the early stage, it's that's the builder-merchant game. Yeah. Often, right? Now, again, there's there's I'm sure there's outliers in, right. in some of this, but because again, we all have a mix of all four. And so builders and merchants also kind of intuitively build the team. Mm-hmm. Right, they're doing the intuitive stuff, but as you grow, as an organization or team becomes more complex, you do need to fill in those gaps and balance the team and the strengths of systems and processes, and you know the the details of the bank, the banker. Got it. I wonder, and this is kind of following up as well on what you brought up, Ben is. Uh, the spirit of how they're having that meeting after the meeting. Is it, yeah, okay, I, I see that. I just wonder how we're going to do such and such. We can figure it out, but is, is it antagonistic? It's, is it actually undermining and designed to rob faith in the leader? Well, that's a bad egg. That That's a, that's a secret coup d'etat. And you could have just gone to the builder, merchant, you know, who's, or, or whoever's running the show and said, hey, I got this stuff. Love to be able to think about this. I see roadblocks. Which one of these do you want me to focus on? You know, like what's constructive for what has been pitched as the overall vision, you know? And so I bet it's the spirit in which it's done. Uh, And your bankers and innovators, if they are undermining uh, and they're drawing support for what a crappy idea this is and my boss is an idiot or whatever else. And 
I mean, in a church setting, this would be just a cancer as well. And there's there's healthy and unhealthy types of conflict yeah. on teams, right? Right, right. That's good. And 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 so uh, the key there is humility and respect. Yeah. All, all for it, right? It's, bro, that doesn't exist. Have you visited social media <laughs> in like years? That's gone, bro. That's what's needed on healthy teams, right? That's fair humility and, and respect. And all four types can be uh, unhelpful, mm. right? In their, in their conflict mode, yeah. in their negative mode, they're, they're all four have the potential for doing damage or destruction, right? Got it. I wonder, what do you see as the biggest team killers? The biggest team what killers. What is typical, what is destroying teams? And they don't even realize why they fall, whether it's the band is breaking up, mm-hmm. the company is in disarray, and, you know, uh, or, you know, whether you're a small group or a church or a friendship group of like well, anything, a military unit, a police mm-hmm. department, uh, is there commonalities for what is secretly robbing the vitality of our team, causing undue friction that's destroying it from the inside out? What's the yeah. silent killer of teams? I would say selfishness mm. would be at the top of my list. And if you had yeah. to unpack that just a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, if if everyone is out for themselves mm-hmm. rather than the good of the team or the whole, the company, the organization... right. So that pride, I mean, I forget who said it, but there's a quote, it's amazing what you can get done when no one cares who takes the credit, mm. right? I mean, I, I made that. That did, was my, was I, t- I yeah. take credit for that the, quote. That yeah. Was good. yeah. And, and and so, yeah, selfishness, yeah. division, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, the power of unity mm. is, is, that's a superpower for teams, families, organizations. You got to be unified. Wow. Right? I mean, you, unity can accomplish in, incredible things for good or ill. I mean, it's effective when yeah. a, any group of people is unified. There right. is power in that unity. So what does it require? At some Now, there's ways to achieve that unity through brute force control, you know, tactics that will only get yeah. you so far. Right. And eventually will explode, I think, break down. But that's why I say selfishness is a killer. Yeah. Pride is killer to, to unity because yeah. it's amount for... You got to rally yeah. around something bigger than yourself. Warrior yeah. Poet Society rallies around, hey, we live for a higher purpose. There you go. Ready to sacrifice in the defense of others. And so our movement, the entire Warrior Poet movement is based on, no, not me, not us, but them. Let us serve. Let us give ourselves to a greater cause. Let us sacrifice in the defense of others. And so typically the folks tuning in, they get mm-hmm. the mission part. They're on board with mission. They get it. Yeah. It's not about me. It, it's about them. It's about us. It's about service. It's yeah. it's about love. It's about uh, you know moving forward, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Uh, but man, that is that's crazy hard because you're saying of like the biggest thing that's killing teams uh, is selfishness and, and pride. And I'm like, well, that's the center of immorality. It's like this is especially in our day of like I, I see just a crashing of our values, mm-hmm. and uh, so our team. As uh, our morality and value structure tanks, there's no good chance that our teams are going to run very well, right? Yeah, yeah. I I think of others. I mean, I put a few, another one or two on the table. Yeah, want, yeah. I mean, uh, ignorance or blindness, mm. uh, right? Again, the idea that if if there's uh, 
blind spots that you don't know you have, if they're, if your team members aren't aware of the things that they're doing that are being destructive, that'll kill your team. Um, Vision. You got to have a clear, strong vision. I mean, Mm -hmm. teams without a purpose, without vision, people perish, right? They cast off restraint. Like, what are we even doing? Where are we going? That's beautiful. Did you write that? No, I I didn't. I, I stole that from a very good source of wisdom. It's a book of Proverbs. Fantastic. Yes. All right, yes. drive on. That's great. Uh, yeah, so uh, selfishness, uh, lack of vision, ignorance, right? What you don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I say ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is miss. What mm. you don't know can hurt you badly, right? Yeah, and it may not hurt you right now. It's going to hurt you later. It's like a yeah. time bomb you ignore, mm-hmm. and ignorance is bliss until the bomb goes off. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, yeah, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's good. I had one contribution to this video. <laughs> You're doing great. You've done this before. <laughs> I did. I said one good thing. So if somebody wanted to go further into CVI, because of like I've looked at it and you're barely giving us the surface of like, this goes real down deep of the, here's the pros and how it works out and here's the cons. And so I took the test. It was illuminating where can people get the test? And do you have to pay for it? Yeah. There is a free version on okay. E-Rep, dot com. Okay. Uh, erep.com. And there's a free version available. The full version, you get a 16-page, 17-page color printout. I think it's uh, $50. Is that the same website if they opt to or it anything? Is. And Yep. You're just a dude passing on the information. You're not, yep. It's not your site. You don't not my site. Yep. Not your nope. site. So just here's information. Everyone's, you know, everyone's so jaded now of like, you're just doing this for the... No, he actually gives a crap. He just cares. He's just helping. So th- there's the trolls. Who would be... Who are the main trolls on YouTube? Are they merchants, builders, bankers, or innovators? Who is most likely throwing shade in the oh, comments? Man. Is that a good question? That's a good question. It could be any, truly. It could so, be. An, it would just be a matter of the way in which, mm, right? The, yeah. the way in which we being all an can, idiot. We can all troll. We're just going to yeah. troll different, right? Yeah. yeah. Builders will troll a certain way. Yeah. Merchants would troll a certain way. There's a, innovators, bankers. Yeah, they they'd all have their unique way of contributing to. Yeah. The basement. What the about, dumpster of the internet? There's the fact checkers. There, I call them the well actually trolls because they always start their sentence with well actually, and then they'll set you straight. And oftentimes it's just terrible. Like typically they're not, it's not actually. Much ignorance. Well, actually that's a banker though, right? Yes. The well actually trolls are the bankers. Yes. Very good. Yes. I I do have some high banker in me. So I I can speak banker, but it's hard. It's not my native language. People could actually skip the test and just figure out what their personality profile is by how they troll. If you're like, well, actually CVI (laughs) is not a helpful tool. Banker citing this article I just wrote in my head. <laughs> he said, man, I really, really appreciate you helping us today, learn a little bit of ourselves, and to be able to whatever teams that we're part of, which is going to be a vast amount, uh, looking through that camera at us, uh, our teams can be stronger. So thanks so much for hanging out with us today. You got a final thought for us? Thanks for having me. No, just honored to be here, man. Appreciate it. I love being a part of things that matter and teams that win. Teams yeah. change the world. Healthy organizations, healthy families, healthy teams. That's where it's at. Well, thanks for personally investing in me and all the teams that I'm participating in. So thanks so much, man. Appreciate you coming out. Thanks, Cool.
Yep. Guys, we're going to continue with the John Lovell Show. We have Q&A ambush coming up. We have hot topics. Uh, we do have our dad jokes that is ready to cap this illustrious episode. Thanks so much uh, for tuning in. Guys, if you're listening on, on podcast, uh, check out watchwpsn.com. You can get the full episode, watchwpsn.com. You can sign up there, and then you can download the app wherever you use apps. Uh, we will see you next time. Take it easy.